الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا رب اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي رب أوزعني أن أشكر نعمتك التي أنعمت علي وعلى والدي ونعمل صالحا ترضاه وأصلح لي في ذريتي إني تبت إليك وإني من المسلمين One of the most important element of the teaching of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa alayhi wa sahbihi wa sallam is that it is nothing that you take through your ears that goes to your heart and thereafter you leave it to manifest itself the way it should be or by the way you think it should be. The teaching of Sayyidina Muhammad is to be taken not just from his word but from his actions. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan ar-rajim, Laqad kana lakum fi rasulillahi uswatun hasana liman kana yarju allaha wal yawm al-akhir. Wa dhakar allaha kathira. Indeed, in the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, There is an example of you who believe for you in his person when he act upon that which we have taught him. But this will be only be given to the one who truly seeks Allah or wants Allah or turn to Allah. Meaning, not just believing and trusting in him, but yearning to be closer to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. And beyond that, wanting the reward of the hereafter. And remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in abundance. Whenever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about his remembrance, Allah speaks about it in abundance, in an infinite form, a lot without limits. Although every physical aspect of our living in this world, which Allah called the lower world, a dunya, it is always limited. Allah says, it is lawful for you to eat and drink, but don't overeat or overdrink. Rasulullah says, it is good for you to rest your bodies, but there are times that are not good for you to sleep. Rasulullah says, Yes, you are allowed to spend your time talking, mingling, and mixing with others, but you should be very careful that you do not waste your time. You should use your time and utilize your time properly. Allah instructed him in the Quran, and if they do not listen to your teaching of Muhammad regarding the time they waste by just playing and gossiping and chit-chatting, let them. And let them indulge in what they are in, in chit-chatting, gossiping, and let them play until the day we promise to meet them. So the limitation is for the physical lower world and for the physical body. But when it comes to the spiritual body within ourselves, which is really 
the essence of our life, there is no limit. The Imam just when he recited in the first raga'ah, some of the verses he recited, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala clearly states for the one who listens that if Allah loves anything from you, he loves to see you in remembrance of him continuously and all the time and as much as you can. At the end of Surah Al-Ahzab, Allah says, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اذكروا الله ذكرا كثيرا O you who believe, do remember Allah a lot. وسبحوه بكرة وأصيلة and do glorify him early morning and early evening. بكرة meaning the early morning. We call it bukur. Even in Hebrew, they say boker. So if they want to say good morning, they say boker tov. So for us, when we say bukra, it means not just tomorrow, but before sunrise. That's the call bukur. Rasulullah said in the hadith clearly, al-barakatu fil bukur. The blessings that are achieved in maximum form for the human who is living and striving in life is in being early. Sleeping in the morning and taking your time doing things other than glorifying Allah in that time is not good enough. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and do glorify me before sunrise and before sunset. For indeed, those two times, if Allah's glorification is increased, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala himself will make salawat for the person who is glorifying him and drive them from the position they are in of difficulty to a position of ease. From the position of darkness to the position of light. From the position of un, being unable to do for themselves to give them the ability to be able to make their minds to choose wisely the choices of living their day. But Rasulullah went further to say in the hadith, indeed, between the break of dawn to sunrise, there is an hour in which Allah pours mercy upon those who are glorifying and remembering him. In that time, there is an hour whereby sustenance is increased for those who are remembering or glorifying Allah at that time. And therefore, Rasulullah gave us few hints of how to maximize our remembrance in the morning. Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib came to him, Ya Rasulullah Indeed, Iman is very difficult to hold. And to be strong in your Iman is not easy. You need to make sure you strengthen your Iman. Uh, the Prophet of Ali ibn Abi Talib, you need to strengthen your Iman. How can we strengthen that Iman? How can we strengthen it? How can we keep it? He says, between Al-Raqiba wal Farida, between Sunnat al-Fajr wa Fardu al-Fajr, the Sunnah are two raga'ahs of Fajr, after the Adhan you pray them, 
Either you pray them with Fatiha in each Raga'ah, or Fatiha, or any verse, or Surah, or as being instructed in some teachings that you can recite certain specific surahs in those two raga'ahs. Imam al-Ghazali radiallahu ta'ala anhu says, for the one who wants his day to be eased, he should read the two alams. Alam nashrah laka, alam tara. Those two alams, if you read them in raqibatul fajr or sunnatul fajr, Allah will remove the two pains of this world and the pain of the hereafter. So we were instructed when we were young to recite that. But the Prophet said to Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib when he asked him, how can I become famous in my iman, keep my iman? He said, between this time until the imam lead the fourth prayer, read, Ya Hayu Ya Qayyum, La ilaha illa anta. Ya Hayu Ya Qayyum, La ilaha illa anta. O you who is alive, O you who is living, there is none worthy to be worshipped but you. There is none. If you read this 40 times, rest assured, from the tongue of a sadiq al-mazduq, the truthful and the honest Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, your iman will be kept in your heart. Whatever happens, if you can, as long as you are alive, when you pray Sunnah al-Fajr, do what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has instructed one of the greatest human beings of knowledge to live on this earth who is so strong in his face but yet was worried and frightened that he might lose it. And therefore, for someone who is worried about their face being diminished, being weakened, or being taken altogether of their heart. The second thing, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, to the man who came to him, he said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm in anguish, I'm in fear, I am frightened and I am worried. Every morning I wake up, I pray with you, I go back home. I don't know how to make my life easier so that I can work and earn and bring something of substance to my family to be living their day. Life is hard for me. Whenever I rush toward it, it rushed away from me. I don't know what to do. You instructed putting your hand to ask from others is demeaning. And if you put your hand to give others, is lifting. The hand that gives is better than the hand that receives. This is your instruction, Ya Rasulullah. What can I do? How can I make ends meet when dunya runs away from me? He says, the messenger peace be upon him said to the man where are you and the glorifications of the angel he said to him from today whenever you finish your fajr prayer with me and do the normal dhikr we do remember you read a hundred times subhanallah bihamdihi subhanallah al-azim astaghfirullah subhanallah wa bihamdihi Subhanallah al-Azim, astaghfirullah. Subhanallah wa bihamdihi. Subhanallah al-Azim, astaghfirullah. You repeat a hundred times. Glory be to the great Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Glory be to him and thanks for everything that he has provided. I seek forgiveness from Allah. Three things. 
of glorification and seeking forgiveness, you say three statements. If you say them, the Prophet said to the man, dunya saqira. Allahu Akbar. dunya saqira. Saqir in Arabic meaning coming forced with humility. Dunya, the lower world that runs away from you when you are rushing to make your rizq, it will come to you despite it is not. It will come, Allah will force it to come to you because it was created for you. Allah said in the Hadith Al-Qusi, Yabna Adam, O son of Adam, daughter of Adam, خلقتك لأجلي. I created you personally for my sake. And everything else you see or you know or you don't know, I have created for your sake. Do not busy yourself with that which I have created for your sake. However, make yourself busy with me. So if you recite this tasbih, subhanallah bihamdihi, subhanallah al-azim, astaghfirullah, a hundred times before sunrise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make the dunya and your needs come to you despite that it is difficult for you to achieve it, Allah will make it easy for you to achieve. The man went away. A while later, the man was in the most rushing, looking around. And the Prophet when he saw him, he smiled. They say when he smiled, until you see the back of his mouth, his back teeth. And then he put his hand in his mouth like this, not to show the man, and the man walked to him. He said, is there any more troubles? He said, what trouble, Ya Rasulullah? Since you gave me this recitation to recite before sunrise, by Allah Almighty God, I don't know where to put the dunya. I don't know where to put the extra that Allah has given to me. Everything is coming my way. It is making me busy away from what I'm supposed to do. And the Prophet said, I was smiling or laughing because I realized you have too much. You don't know how to handle it. And that in itself requires then the second step. The second step Allah can give you by following this instruction and open the door for you to expand your heart with mercy, to make dunya easy to come your way and you will have it. You are not supposed to have it in your heart, but to have it in your hand. Because you are not only to achieve for yourself, but you can become a trustee on behalf of those Allah you want you to serve them. So Allah says in the Quran, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وَلَئِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ لَأَزِيدَنَّكُمْ And if we give you, and you have from us, out of bounty, whatever it is, if you show gratitude to us, we will increase for you what we have given to you. And shukr is a way of showing Allah gratitude by sharing what he has given to you with those who have not. So they say, once the dunya comes to you, and you have more of it, take from it what is sufficient for yourself. All the excess, think of it as not it's yours, because if you die, you will leave it behind, only worth to be inherited. But lucky are those who have given their share of those whom Allah has made them under his responsibility to be taken care of. So you go out and you give, you share. And specifically, if you can feed, you feed those who are unable to feed them. For indeed, Rasulullah when the people came to Medina from Mecca, 
and they noticed they are the only believers and there are only few Medina believers. The rest of Medina people are not believers. They didn't know what to do. We're going to be with you in the masjid, then we're going to go out. What shall we do, O Messenger of Allah? In Medina, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says, أَضْعِمُ الطَّعَامِ أَضْعِمُ الطَّعَامِ Feed the food. وَأَفْشُ salam And convey salam. لِمَنْ عَرَفْتُمْ وَلِمَنْ لَمْ تَعْرَفُوا To those whom you know and those whom you don't. This concept of sharing our food or saying salam to only those who believe, astaghfirullah al-azim, has no position or place in the following of the example of living Islam of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the one whom Allah has sent to us, not just as a teacher, but as an exemplar. By his belief, subhanahu wa ta'ala, bi-ithnihi, wada'iyan ila Allahi bi-ithnihi, wasirajan murira, and a one who will invite to the way of his Lord by his permission. And his permission never said to him, you should only convey goodness to those who believe. Goodness is given to every creature, even the animals. Anything that has life, you must look after. Even the plants. If you are leaving the masjid and you saw a plant that you like, you don't say, oh, I would love to have a piece of it and you break it. If that branch of that tree could speak, he would tell you, you're hurting me. Don't break me. Leave me alone. You only take what is of benefit to you, what can bring benefit to others, what can be of use. But to break and to throw, in Islam, you don't do that. It's not allowed. So here, we could see Rasulullah giving us that beautiful teaching that indeed, al-barakah fil-bukur, the blessings are in the morning. Allah said in the Quran in a beautiful verse, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم والصبح إذا تنفس And the morning when it breezes. When we wake up in the morning and we are tired, we stretch our arm, we sigh, and we try to make ourselves in a position whereby we are comfortable to carry on with the day. Because we are tired. The morning, when you look at it now, when you go out, it is doing the same thing, but in a beautiful way. We live in cities whereby there is light and electricity. We don't see the beauty of the morning properly. But if you are in the country, it's absolutely magnificent. And when you see the sun rising on the horizon. In that, there are signs for those people who reflect, those people who ponder, those people who think. Don't let every sign of Allah that you see before you makes you wonder in the glory of what the creation has created and neglect what the creator who created the creation to create has created subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is a beauty there. In everything you look at, in everything you hear, even the bare sound, there is something to reflect upon and to remember. Allah says, أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم وإن من شيء إلا يسبح بحمده And there is nothing that Allah has created, dead or alive, only that it is continuously remembering him. Glory be to Allah. You witnessed this morning in this masjid, if you have never witnessed, the ma'moom, the mu'adhin of the masjid, and the imam did the prayer in the way the Prophet used to do it. Whereby, subhanallah, the imam leads and the mu'adhin instructs. So when the salah finished and the imam said, Assalamu alaikum, 
the Mu'addin straight away reminded everybody loudly by reciting what the Prophet sallallahu recited. Astaghfirullah al-Azim al-Ladhi la ilaha illa huwa al-Hayya al-Qayyum wa atubu ilayh three times. As if to say, oh Allah, if there were shortcomings in the Salah we just completed, we seek forgiveness from you, for you are the living, the eternal. The only one who can forgive our shortcomings. And then, Allahumma anta salam Oh Allah, you are the peace. Wa minka salam And only from you we can access peace. Wa ilayka yarju'u salam And any peace that we possess and we live through, we hope to return to you through us being peaceful. Hayyina ya Rabbana bis-salam In the day of resurrection, when you greet people with peace, tahiyyatahum yawma yalqawnahu salam He's greeting for them, those who follow the instruction, when they meet him in the day of judgment, salam. And he has prepared for them a great reward. <coughs> and allow us to dwell in your garden, the garden of peace. This is the dua that is read. And then thereafter the Imam, subhanAllah, will turn and recite silently. And in the Prophet time, it was recited loudly. First of all, you recite Surah Al-Fatiha. Then you recite Ayat Al-Kursi. Then you recite the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. Last night was the night of Mi'raj. When the Prophet was there in the heavens, he says, Allah has presented me a gift no Prophet before me has ever received beside the Salah, the last two verses of Surah Al-Baqarah. These two verses, in some narration, the last three verses, لِلَّهِ مَا فِي السَّمَاوَاتِ وَفِي الْأَرْضِ وَإِن تُبْدُوا مَا فِي أَنفُسِكُمْ أَوْ تُخْفُوهُ يُحَاسِبْكُمْ بِهِ اللَّهِ وَيَغْفِرُ لِمَنْ يَشَاءُ وَيُعَذِّمْ مَنْ يَشَاءُ وَاللَّهُ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا أُنْزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ كُلٌّ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ لا نفرق بين أحد من رسله وقالوا سمعنا وأطعنا قفرانك ربنا وإليك المصير لا يكلف الله نفسا إلا وزعها لها ما كسبت وعليها ما اكتسبت ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إصرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به واعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا if only our hearts could comprehend and understand the powerful word of Allah in these verses, it is sufficient. Allah is my witness. Allah is my witness. If a person, before they go to bed, they want an alarm clock to wake them up, these are the alarm clock of the Quran. If you read them and say, oh Allah, wake me in this hour, Allah will wake you straight away. Try and see. Allah will make sure that he will. But you need to have that trust in your heart and belief in these words. These are the words of God subhanahu wa ta'ala. But we don't really believe. We just take it for granted. Rasulullah recited those after the salah. And thereafter, once he recited those verses, he recited, قُلِ اللَّهُ مَلِكَ الْمُلْكَ تُؤْتِ الْمُلْكَ مَنْ تَشَاءُ وَتَنْزِعُ الْمُلْكَ مَنْ تَشَاءُ وَتُعِزُّ مَنْ تَشَاءُ وَتُذِلُّ مَنْ تَشَاءُ بِيَدِكَ الْخَيْرِ إِنَّكَ عَلَى كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ تُلِجُ اللَّيْلَ فِي النَّهَارِ وَتُلِجُ النَّهَارَ فِي اللَّيْلِ وَتُخْرِجُ الْحَيَّ مِنَ الْمَيِّتِ وَتُخْرِجُ الْمَيِّتِ مِنَ الْحَيِّ وَتَرْزُقُ مَنْ تَشَاءُ بِغَيْرِ حِسَابٍ We are all running after rizq. But those two verses, verses 25, 26, 
in surah number three, surah Al-Imran, if you have the debt of the world, Allah will repay for you. If you have the difficulty of not being able to pay your debt, Allah will make it easy for you to pay. People come and ask me, how can I, I am in debt, I can't. In England, we have an abundance. We don't have any problem. People receive their salary at the end of the month. <coughs> One hour later, they say, I'm broke. How could you be broke? Because we don't have contentment. It's a very, very hard thing. You go to the poor countries, the person wake up in the morning, he doesn't know where the meal is coming from. Where he's going to feed his children. When you ask them, how are you? Alhamdulillah, I'm so happy. Because they consider just waking up and having that breath is the biggest na'mah. Having another chance to exist, to be remembering Allah. And we have everything, but we are ungrateful. Allah says, If you are grateful, I'll increase you. So here, reciting those two verses is a sign of Allah giving you so that contentment you require. And then, reciting from the same surah, verse number 19 and the beginning of verse 20, شهد الله أنه لا إله إلا هو والملائكة وأولي العلم قائما بالقسط لا إله إلا هو العزيز الحكيم إن الدين عند الله الإسلام and you stop there I don't want to spend time to explain in English you can find the meaning read it in your translation but in finishing by saying indeed the religion in the sight of God is submitting to his will and striving to accomplish what he has created us to accomplish and surrendering totally to him subhanahu wa ta'ala and thereafter you recite the last two verses of surah at-tawbah the surah of repentance the surah which Allah never began with Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim because he is absolutely angry and upset with those who have two different directions in their life Allah never gave a human two hearts in his heart, in his chest. You only have one heart. You have one heart. But the hypocrite tried to act with two hearts. One in public, one in private. One open, one hidden. He has an apparent of Islam, a love to it and Allah, وسلم, and a hidden hatred for the whole thing. These are the people whom Allah shunned hated and they will be the base of Jahannam, the call of Jahannam. They are going to be the call of Jahannam. In it, they will remain there forever. Even the evilest of evil of men like Fir'aun and Haman and Qarun and Abu Jahl and Abu Lahab, they will be burning on them. So hypocrisy is the heart disease, the spiritual heart disease of the human being that can kill us. So we need to remove ourselves away from it. So by reciting verse 19 and the beginning of verse 20 and ending in the and the light Islam, then you get that benefit of being a concrete, strong believer. And then the Prophet recited Al-Ikhlas three times. You look at the Imam when he was sitting and when he finished, he went like this. Many of us asked, what are you doing? I noticed a young Muslim in the internet I don't know, he's an American guy. He's saying, oh, these old Asian Pakistanis in the masjid, they go, oof, 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 what is this? And they go like that. He's making ridicule of a proper teaching he did not understand because he's the ignorant and the elderly whom he look at and laugh at and making ridicule ways for them in the internet are the winners because they are following the messenger. 
The Prophet recited Al-Ikhlas three times in Bulun. Surah Al-Nas three times in Bulun. And then Surah Al-Falaq, or Surah Al-Falaq, then Surah Al-Nas in Bulun, and then he went all over his body. Massaging every bit of it, as much as you can. Do it, and I promise you, then you feel like a garment is put over you, to protect you. That's a protection. And then the Imam will make a dua. Loudly. Now you hear today, if you are sitting in the masjid and you do this thing, Sahbullah brother, read silent, don't do this, it's not allowed. This is a Sufi way. As if Tasawwuf or Sufism is a shunning way, should be shunned away, thrown away, it is an evil way. Sahbullah, it's not a, Islam is Tasawwuf. The Sufis are the Muslim. Wallahi, Allah is my witness. You go in this land, you see in every masjid there are tombs and there are graves. They respect those men because they are the men who made the dhikr and remembered Allah and built these monuments. Allah said in the Quran, in Surah An-Nur, فِي بِيُوتٍ أَذِنَ اللَّهُ أَن تُرْفَعُ وَيُذْكَرْ فِيهَا In houses, Allah has given permission that they will be erected, raised from the ground and built. In them there are men. There is nothing occupying their heart but the remembrance of Allah. Those just brothers say, no, 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 don't do this. But they are ignorant. They don't understand why the Turks are doing it. Why the Russian Islamic Republics are doing it. Why Indonesia and Malaysia and China are doing it. Why Africa is doing it. Where did this teaching come from? Why? Are we all ignorant? Are we all just following blindly? No. In Bukhari, the book of Salah, the book of, or the chapter of the dhikr after Salah in the book of Salah in volume one, and you go and check yourself. Hadith number 802-803, Ibn Abbas reports. When we come to the Masjid of Rasulullah and we hear loudly the adhkar after Salah, we know that the Prophet prayer is finished in Jama'ah. We have to pray alone then. Because once he finishes Salah, like the Imam does, he turn around, look at the Musalleen, and they will recite all the verses I told you. And then they will do after that, Subhanallah 33, Alhamdulillah 33, Allahu Akbar 33, and the Mu'adhin will recite loudly. Okay? There is nothing that he created, only glorifying Allah out of thanks. Subhanallah, Subhanallah. And then, Alhamdulillah, Daiman, Abada. We are grateful to Allah continuously by showing thanks. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. And then the takbir, Allahu Akbar. Can you imagine when Sayyidina Muhammad Sallam in Naynatul Mi'raj talking to Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam, the advice he gave to him, remind your ummah to do this tasbih. This tasbih is so important. Allah mentioned it in the Quran. Allah said to Sayyidina Muhammad Sallam, do not take your eyes in the morning from the poorest of people who are in the masjid, sitting wanting nothing but the glory of Allah, out of gratitude to glorify Him. To read the dunya, wanting the glitter of the world. And these were, subhanAllah, walhamdulillah, wala ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar, better in the sight of your Lord. There is nothing better than that. So just to conclude, if you can, when you leave this city, inshallah, in peace, and you go back to your families, wherever you came from, 
If there is anything you remember from me, between the Fajr prayer and the break or the sunrise, the break of dawn and sunrise, it's a time of giving and abundance. Allah is giving. Allah is giving. Subhanallah, before it, before the break of dawn, before the Mu'addin says, As-salatu khayru min al prayer is better than sleep, that is called as-sahar time, the time of sahar. That's the best time to pray tulaga'as for Allah as tahajjud. Ali ibn Abi Talib, the same man, he said to the Prophet what's the best thing I can do? He said, Raga'atan fi jawfallayn khayrun min ad-dunya wa fiha. Praying two raga'at before the break of dawn, before the mu'adzin say, As-salatu khayrun min ad-nawm, better than the whole wealth and every treasure in it. Imam al-Junaid, rahmatullah alayhi, after he died, the imam of the tabi'een, the best imam, there's no imam like Imam al-Junaid, the best imam. Imam al-Dhahabi, Imam Ibn Taymiyyah, he's a student, Ibn al-Qayyim al-Jawzi, and Ibn Kathir, when they write the history of the men in their time, they say we had never seen a man better in character and worship than Imam al-Junaid. He is the real wali of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of them agree. Nobody says anything against him. They call him Imam al-Khirqa, the leader. They call him al-Imam. Imam al-Junaid says when he died, somebody saw him in his dream. What did you get out of all what you did here, Imam? He says, everything we learned, every worship we worship, everything we have done has nothing of benefit. Only few raga'as we prayed as sahar time. This is the best thing. I found everything else is one side, but the prayer before the break of dawn, even two raga'as only, khayrun min ad-dunya wa And then until sunrise. So, a time to pray to Raga'ah before the Adhan of Fajr to the time when sunrise, this is the best time of the 24 hours in the day. Don't you ever miss those hours. Don't you ever say, I want to have a lie over, I want to have a sleepover. All of you in Britain, you want to sleep until Zuhur. Ramadan comes, oh, it's Sunday, it's Saturday, I don't need to go to work, I'll sleep. Sleep what? You're going to sleep for years. Imagine the people who died with the Prophet or the time of Munuh or Musa, they're still sleeping in their grave. And when you wake up in the morning, now when you walk with me from here to the hotel, you'll find energy in yourself. But when you sleep, you wake up tired. In Britain, a person coming angry, upset, they say, oh, he woke up from the wrong side of the bed. No, he didn't wake up from the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> he slept while the sun is rising and Allah is pouring the mercy and you're not getting anything out of it. So, inshallah, keep those things. I will remind you in this trip, inshallah, of those things to read because the time is short, but these things are important. Don't listen to the modern man who's trying to give you da'wah and say, just praying your pride is sufficient. Nonsense. Praying your pride is never sufficient. Why did the Prophet tear himself and prayed extra sunnah and he made it his way? Why did he pray extra nafila? and ask us to pray as much as we can. Why Imam al-Junaid prayed every day three rag'ahs between the night and the day? Why Rabi al-Adawiyya prayed a thousand rag'ah? Because the more you do, the better for you. You know that if you work hard and you get extra overtime and extra bonuses, like if you are working okay, in your job, it's better for you financially. So what is going to be benefiting for you, or beneficial for you, 
in doing extra spiritually. The only way is by doing more. <coughs> Allah said, in this, keep on doing. We say in Arabic, sabah rabah. The morning is a profitable time. Not physically, but spiritually. If you want to be a rich human being in Iman, you want to be a strong human being in faith, then don't lose your morning. I'll end by this short hadith of Rasulullah He says to the companion, okay, if one of you slept until the sun had risen over their head, be witnesses, bear witness. That is a person, shaitan, passed water in their ears. Whosoever sleeps and the sun rises over them and then wake up and already the sun has risen, for sure shaitan has come and passed water in their ears. In another hadith, the Prophet said, when the, the sun about to rise, Allah wants to wake you up to get some of the benefit. Allah loves you. But shaitan come and massage your head and take surma, or what we call in Arabic, kuhl, and put it in your ears, or in your eyes, sorry. Put it in your eyes and say, sleep. The night is still young. Sleep. Until you lose the benefit of waking up in the morning. So may Allah give us tawfiq and give us success. Inshallah, before we get up and make our two sunnas. What time is it now? 27. I think, I don't know what time is sunrise. Now it's there. So what we'll do, is it 15 minutes after sunrise? Just to check what, sunset, what time is sunrise in Istanbul. And then, because if you pray, the Prophet said, if you pray your fajr in jama'ah, and then you sit down for 15 minutes, maybe the time of the sun rising up by about 7 meters above the horizon, and you pray turaqa'ah by the intention of ishraq, salatul ishraq. Allah will write in your book the reward of one hajjah and one umrah complete. Insha'Allah, we will get that reward. But, Rasulullah says, if you recite just before the sunrise, subhanallah wa bihamdi, a hundred times, just this, subhanallah wa bihamdi, Allah will wipe all your sins, even if your sins are as much as the forms of the water of the oceans or the seas. من قال سبحان الله وبحمده مئة مرة غفرت ذنوبه ولو كانت مثل ذبد البحر. So we recite this is inshallah and then we get up and pray two rakats of salat al-ishraq. سبحان الله وبحمده 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 
سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده سبحان الله وبحمده عدد خلقه ورضا نفسه وزنة عرشه ومداد كلماته سبوح قدوس ربنا ورب الملائكة والروح سبوح قدوس ربنا ورب الملائكة والروح سبوح قدوس ربنا ورب الملائكة والروح سبحان الله والحمد لله ولا إله إلا الله والله أكبر ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم رضينا بالله ربا وبالإسلام دينا ومحمد النبي ورسولا رضينا بالله ربا وبالإسلام دينا ومحمد النبي ورسولا رضينا بالله ربا وبالإسلام دينا ومحمد النبي ورسولا اللهم لا مانع لما أعطيت ولا معطي لما منعت ولا راد لما قضيت ولا ينفع ذا الجد منك الجد ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بك يا رب العالمين اللهم بك آمنا وعليك توكلنا وإليك أنبنا وإليك المصير اللهم إنك عفو تحب العفو فاحف عنا اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد يا الله يا رحمن يا رحيم يا رحمن الدنيا يا رحيم الآخرة يا مفتح الأبواب يا مسبب الأسباب يا دليل المتحيرين يا قياس المستقيثين يا صريخ المستصرخين يا قبلة المتوجهين يا أمان الخائفين يا كذا الضعفاء والفقراء والمساكين يا جليس الذاكرين يا أنيس المنقطعين يا من أنت في قلوب المنكسرين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين انظر اللهم إلينا بعين الرحمة واجعلنا من عبيدك الرحماء المرحومين واجعلنا من عبيدك الذين إذا نظرت إليهم سكن غضبك يا كريم اللهم رب اغفر لنا ذنوبنا وإسرافنا في أمرنا وثبت أقدامنا وانصرنا على القوم الكافرين يا رب هيئ لنا من أمرنا رشدا واجعل معونتك الحسنى لنا مددا بالأولياء بالصالحين بجمعهم من جاءنا القرآن عنهم مرشدا 
فرج فضلك الهي كربنا يا خير مد الانام له يدا ربنا آتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار ربنا لا تذق قلوبنا بعد إذ هديتنا هب لنا من لدنك رحمة إنك أنت الوهاب أعنا اللهم على ذكرك وشكرك وطاعتك وحسن عبادتك اللهم ربنا اجعل جمعنا هذا جمعا مباركا مرحوما واجعل تفرقنا من بعده معصوما وذلك فينا ولا معنا ولا منا شغلنا محروما أي أسك الله سبحانه وتعالى for all the people of the world who are suffering may Allah remove their suffering those who are in famine zone, may Allah remove their famine, water them and feed them and give us mercy and show us mercy to be able to help them, Ya Kareem. All those who are in war zones, may Allah stop the bloodshed and unite them and bring the best of leadership from among them. Ya Rabbil Alameen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the orphans, for the widows, for the poor and the needy, for the homeless and shelterless, for the barefooted, for those who are suffering all over the world. May Allah remove their suffering. May Allah show us mercy to be merciful to them. For indeed, those who will show mercy will be shown mercy by the Lord of mercy, Kareem. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for the sick to be healed. All those who are sick in hospitals, hospices or homes, we ask Allah for their carers, their nurses, their porters, their doctors, their physicians, and all those who are looking after them to be looked after and cared for, Kareem. May Allah look after them. May Allah look after them. May Allah make it easy for them. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for those who are providing help for helpless people, for those who are struggling to bring ease for those who are in difficulty. May Allah make their life easier, Kareem. I ask Allah for the students who are struggling and striving to succeed in their education. May they be successful. I ask Allah for the working men and women. Allah will make them steadfast, punctual, steadfast in doing their work with honesty and truthfulness. I ask Allah for those who are unemployed. May Allah provide for them the jobs that will give them dignity and make them gifts rather than receive Ya Kareem. I ask Allah for the employers who are employing people, may their risk be increased to give dignity to the unemployed Ya Kareem. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for anybody who's suffering from anything we know of or we don't know of. Those with anguish, those with fear, and those with depression and sadness in their heart, may Allah remove it from them Ya Kareem. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for anybody who passed away, May Allah forgive them, our parents and their parents, to Adam alayhi salam, our relatives, our beloved, our loved ones. May Allah forgive them and raise them to the high loftiest place in Jannah. And may Allah forgive all our sins and exchange all our bad deeds to good deeds and multiply them many times over and give us a high position in Jannah and allow us to drink from the fountain and kawthar from the blessed right hand of the Prophet Sallallahu a drink that we will never be thirsty thereafter, Ya Kareem. I ask Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala for anyone we know who are not in the straight path, may Allah guide them. If our families who are not Muslim yet, may Allah guide them to Islam. If our brothers and sisters and relatives and friends who are not in the straight path, may Allah guide them to the right path, Ya Kareem. And I ask Allah Subh'anaHu Wa Taala for the people of this land, Istanbul, the Imam of this masjid, and the Mu'azzin of this masjid, the congregation of this masjid, may Allah forgive their sins. May Allah raise them to a high lofty place in Jannah. May Allah give them the strength of Iman to be strong in a difficult time. May Allah unite the people of Turkey. May Allah make their president a strong leader to shine in all of the land where Muslims are coexisting and living with Muslims and non-Muslims to live a life of dignity and honor, Ya Kareem. May Allah bring the Izzah to Islam. May Allah bring the honor to the Deen. اللهم اجمعنا على الخير وفرغنا على خير وآتنا خيرا كثيرا وأجرا وفيرا وصل اللهم على سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم الصلاة والسلام عليك يا سيدي يا رسول الله الصلاة والسلام عليك يا سيدي يا نبي الله الصلاة والسلام عليك يا إمام المرسلين الصلاة والسلام عليك يا خاتم النبيين 
الصلاة والسلام عليك يا شفيع المذنبين الصلاة والسلام عليك يا خير خلق الله أجمعين ألف صلاة وألف سلام عليك وعلى آل بيتك أجمعين سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين الفاتحة بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم مالك يوم الدين إياك نعبد وإياك نستعين اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين نعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين آمين جزاكم الله خيرا السيرة